What's up? And welcome to the Gift of Gaming podcast, the podcast that you should listen to to get all your gaming needs from people who really know nothing or very little about video games. Uh, this week on the podcast, we're going to go through a couple of our favorite adaptations from video games. Video games turned into TV shows and movies. And today, to help me, your host, Darren Wade, with these particular video game adaptations, I'm joined by none other than Christopher Robbins. Chris, tell me, how's life down at the 100 Acre Wood? <laughs> Life's good, man. It's uh, just hanging out with my boy, Pooh Bear. Do you get that a lot? Yeah, absolutely. Not so much anymore, but... As yeah, a kid, obviously, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of nicknames, but it's fine. Were they were they were they bad? Were they was that was that rough for you? No, not really. It was fun. I mean, it seems pretty, yeah. pretty lighthearted. Pooh Bear. I mean, that's probably the worst you could call, right? <laughs> no, it would all, it all depended on my mood. Like if I was ever like grumpy or depressed, somebody would be like, "Oh, cheer up, Eeyore." Oh yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> really <laughs> or if you're scared, someone goes like, yeah. "Oh, it's okay, Piglet. You're gonna be fine." Yeah. Or if I'm like hyper and looking to party, like Tigger's bouncing off the walls now. <laughs> I've got like different personas. I like that. Yeah. And also, on this episode, for the first time appearing on the Gift of Gaming podcast, ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Kevin Purcell. Kev, how the hell are you? All right, man, was a crack. Thanks for having me. Doing well. How good. are you keeping? I'm good. I'm good. What are, you know, just so our listeners, listeners can get a bit of a, to know you a little bit, Kev, what have you been playing recently, video game-wise? Um, I usually have a couple of games on the go. At the moment, like my main kind of action-adventure game I'm playing is The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, Ooh, yeah, how, yeah. how appropriate, given, right, given right. what's coming out just next week. Just a coincidence of it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, very excited with that. When it's my first time playing it, and I only got to play the, uh, the first part and the last... I was about six months or so. So, so you never played last prior to this, like the last no, couple of months? No, um, I only got my PS5, like, I don't know, about like seven, eight months ago. So I've just been catching up on like a back catalogue of gaming for like <laughs> yeah. about, about five years worth of games I've kind of missed. So I've just been flying through them as best nice. I can. And yeah. your impressions of The Last of Us as, as a game, the first part at least? It was excellent, I thought. Like proper one of those games where I was just like embedded into the story straight away. Like I was like, get me back on this now and like even like sometimes i get annoyed with like overly long cutaway scenes or i'm like just get me back into the game yeah. but with the last of us i was always like oh like need to see more everything's like, everything yeah. seems important you know what I mean? yeah, like yeah, in terms yeah, of, or like sure. not even important just tense everything always seems and did you play like the like one of the original part ones or did you play like the ps5 enhanced part one that came out recently no no i got i got the original one just before like the remaster version came out because right. I, I think it's on the you know the the playstation premium thing it's one of the games you must download yeah yeah, yeah. so it was the original version of it and then when i saw the remastered version i was like i'm so glad i got in there in time because i think it was like 70 quid or something yeah. for the remastered version i was like no yeah. no thank you no and like you know it's it's good because i think the reason i thought of like you know i think this is your idea kevin i asked mm. you know all of you know my mates who'd be interested in coming onto the podcast about what you'd want to do your thoughts were like video game adaptations and the timing is that next week we'll have the first episode of hbo's the last of us oh, wow. week. i didn't realize it was yeah. i think so, so january 15th in the states so we'll get it here like on the 16th on monday um but i'm keen i've watched the trailers i watched i watched one trailer that was too much do you know when you, you know when you kind of i get into trailers and then there's that one trailer that tells you too much that shows you too much i was like ah oh, shit i didn't need it i didn't need to see those yeah. bits or hear that scene or whatever i wanted to kind of experience first time but i have to say all in all it looks it looks pretty good you never did you ever play the last of us games chris yeah, well, I didn't. F I played the the first one and I didn't finish it because, I mean, I think I've told you this story, but uh, I used to work um, night maintenance at a golf course, oh, watering yeah. the greens. Okay, if you like this, this is a good yeah, one. Sweet. And we like what the job entailed was me and my buddy would spend fifteen minutes 
of work like screwing in these sprinklers. And since it's uh, pretty low pressure, water pressure, if you put in, them in, like all of them in, you have to do a rotation. So you screw in like, I don't know, like eight. And then you wait 45 minutes and then you go out and rotate them to the next green or whatever. But during that downtime, we're literally doing nothing. We're out in the middle of the forest in Canada, um, right outside a big white barn. So we set up a projector on the top of my friend's car and played The Last of Us projected on the side of a barn oh, in the middle of the woods at night. It's the most terrifying I'd say, experience. Like, every tick in the background, I would have just been jumping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, usually yeah. we would split up and he'd do like the back nine, I'd do the front nine. But I was too scared to go out alone on those nights. So I was just like... I don't know how you do it because when I played through The Last of Us the first time, I think it was back in 2017, I was in New Zealand and... I was playing it. It had been out for a little while, but thankfully I had nothing spoiled. It was all all fresh and new for me. But there's this scene, and I'm sure anybody like yourself Kev, has played it. There's this scene where you're kind of underground and you have to turn the power on for a generator. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's all dark. You've kind of got water up to your waist. It's way too quiet. And you, you've, you know, the game is, <laughs> the game design is very clever in that they've made you pull a couple of generators prior to this point. So you know they make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. And this buildup is like, it's too quiet and you you just know in your head that if i start this generator it's going to get spooky and scary and i i remember lauren was was sitting there watching it with me and she said, you, you, you have to you have to pull this in i was like i i have to do this I, this is what if i want to continue on the game i have to do this so oh, i can't watch this and i did it it freaked the hell out of me got out finished that part saved the game it took me three months to load that file back up to continue playing the last <laughs> i got so spooked like i was just but like, like a class game, and I'm looking forward to the fact that we've got someone like Pedro Pascal taking yeah, Joel. Huge. I know some people were 50-50 about the casting, but I think he, I think he'll be phenomenally good for people, it. Yeah. You're not you're not sure of him I'm as not Joel. I'm on board for the casting so much, but I think he we'll looks see. So we'll like see. him, like like yeah, just yeah. visually, like they have such like similar I mean, features, and he does great work. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well. We'll leave it. But I thought I kind of, you know, going into this, like, I guess we kind of maybe need to answer the question, are video game adaptations in TV or film any good? Like, is that a thing developers, producers, directors should still be doing? Now, I went and got a list of kind of all these kind of video game films that came yeah. out in the past. I mean, historically, it's been pr- a pretty bad idea. Oh, Guaranteed yeah, usually failure, not great. But like these days, Chris, let me read. Let me read out to you. I took a, a selection of kind of video game films that I think people will know about kind of from the last, oh, like, God. you know, kind of from the early 90s. I'm kind of worried that, that one of my shout outs might be on this list. Well, if, if it is, let's have a talk yeah. about it. We yeah. can talk about how bad it is. So I got these ratings from Rotten Tomato and I was kind of looking at series that people would know quite well. The first series, and obviously I think in terms of that they just saturated the market is the Resident Evil series yeah, of okay. films. So let me just go through. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've got 10 films here, 10 movies, right? And I'll give you the, the Rotten Tomato rating on each of these, just to show you how Resident Evil not doing so well okay. as an adaptation, okay? So the first the big, one was great. It didn't need to go beyond that. So, so the first one, Resident Evil, uh, 35% Rotten Tomato, right? Oh, Which, amazing. by the rest of um, this, is actually a pretty tight pretty Damn. tight score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we've got Resident Evil Apocalypse, 19%. Brutal. Uh, Resident Evil Extinction, 24%. Now... Degeneration, which is actually like a CGI'd, almost like watching a, a really long <laughs> yeah, cutscene. It is awful. <laughs> no, you get this 67%. What? It is the, out of the Resident Evil games it is or movies, it is the second highest, oh right? Oh my God. Then we've got uh, Afterlife, 21%. Retribution, 28% on Rotten Tomato. Damnation, which is also another CGI one. Oh, 
That one. Damnation, 69%. That one's not really? bad. Yeah, yeah. One that's, of them was... That's the, I I've couldn't only, even finish it. I've only ever seen, like, I think the first two Resident Evils, like Evil and Apocalypse, and I've seen Damnation as well. The reason I watched it is I think um, Leon or Chris, whoever the main character is, is voiced by Matthew Mercer, who's a big D&D guy on YouTube that I watched a lot. So I was like, hey... He voices a lot of video yeah, games too. Absolutely. And I was like, hey, he's voicing the main dude. Maybe I can get behind this. 69%, like, by Rotten Tomato standards, pretty good. Um, the final chapter... Uh, 37%, uh, Resident Evil Vendetta, 43%, and then Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, 30%. So, so the whole list is just Resident Evils? I didn't no, 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 no. That's just, that's just, I just thought I'd go through that first so we could just oh, okay. discuss why <laughs> they need to stay the hell away from making any more Resident Evil movies. I've only seen three of those. Oh, man. And they've all been bad. <laughs> Have seen you seen the Netflix? The, the newest one? Which yeah. one? Is that the, that's the eight-part series that came out last year, wasn't it? Uh, recently, yeah. It was. It's the worst. It's worse than all the movies. Well, I mean, there's some pretty If you could movies. give it a percentage, Chris, where would you put that? Oh, I don't know. Two? Wow. It was awful, man. Um, it was so bad. I couldn't get through it. And usually I like bad. Mm -hmm. This one was just... But see, there's this level of, I think, you get movies that are so bad, they kind of almost become cult classics because of that. Or watchable. It's like so bad, it's good. Resident Evil just never finds a place. It's the not first a, it's one. Not... The first one is exactly in that. So bad, it's good. Yeah, I think it's like not bad. Like, like I think it's an okay film. Yeah, like, I think I don't think it's so cringy. Like some of the, you know, like maybe some of the Mortal Kombat ones in the early days. Where, like, Mortal Kombat was a banger. Hold yeah. on, Mortal Kombat was a banger. Well, Street Fighter. On. Here was we go. Awful. Here we go. I also got Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter on this list. Chris, when you talk about Mortal Kombat, are you talking about the 1995 Mortal Kombat film? The original with the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. tune. That one did okay. Okay, that one got forty five percent in Rotten Tomato. So we're 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 getting close up to the to the, the fifty percent. Gonna plummet. This is annihilation. Annihilation is less than five or something. Less than five is okay. Kevin's Beth. Chris, where do you go with this one? Uh another hard two. Another hard two. Well, uh, straight in the middle of the two is four percent on Rotten Tomato. It's bad. Thankfully, it's not one that I've seen. I saw the original one from nineteen ninety five, and like, I guess Mortal Kombat as a video game is not something that I expect a lot from anyway it's fairly straightforward yeah. yeah like it's not it's never going to blow me away so a movie of the same isn't going to blow me away but mm -hmm. i was so i watched this i think early on last year i watched the newest mortal kombat it's film, amazing 2021 yeah it's it's not bad at all as far as like a like video game movie goes yeah it's it's pretty good. It's coherent, yeah, which is yeah, which yeah. is way more yeah. than could be said for annihilation and like good like good cgi well, yeah like i did really did well with it i, I thought I didn't care for the main character being just some random though. Yeah, like, what that happened was to the Liu Kangs or the Johnny Cages? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Options there, and then they just threw in. I think his name was Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I, I was trying to figure out like if he was like a side character in one of the. You know, they just keep adding characters. Yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Like, I mean, they all have kids now too. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I played like Mortal Kombat 11, and there was like I. I don't think I recognized more than half of the characters. Yeah, I played yeah, a lot of ten, and I think that's when they introduced like Cassie Cage, which is yeah, yeah. Johnny and Sonya's kid. Yeah, and she was like Jax had a kid was, in it as well. Yeah, jo yeah. Jax had a daughter. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just black. Now, going for kind of speaking on beat em ups, and you also mentioned Street Fighter. Are you talking about live action Street Fighter or animated Street Fighter? When live action Street Fighter. If we're talking about like. Yeah, yeah, okay. Bad so, scores. So I've got two here. I've got the Street Fighter movie from 1994, which Chris, we were just talking about before we, we came on. Yeah. And we said the kind of the really saving grace in that film was the guy who played M. Bison. You know his name. Uh, Raul uh, Julia or Julia. I don't know if. He, his performance in that film. And like, it's Amazing. not, it's. But I'd he's almost, never underperformed. Like, 
he no. always won. And I want to say to people, it's worth watching that film for his performance, but I don't even know if that's enough to <laughs> no, make that if, movie. No, if you haven't seen it, it's still definitely worth watching just based on how bad it is. Like, the All-American Soldier played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Damn, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's I think that was the thing that was like, the All-American, like, you know, what you expect him to have a big American accent, but he puts on a... He has a weird, like, what would you, what would you say his accent is? It's, it's, it's like Belgium, isn't he? He's, I yeah. think it's something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just all wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's so that, one of the ones that falls in the category of those so bad. Watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's well worth a look. Yeah. Kevin, just having a look there. I think I'm gonna have to ask you just to get a little bit closer to the mic. Just oh, anytime you're, yeah, just, just a bit lose you, just because you know you don't want to lose that that beautiful voice. So Street Fighter 1994, 11 percent Rotten Tomato. So we're still, you know, all these old films. Did better than Annihilation, eh? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'll didn't do better than Annihilation. The Legend of Chun-Li. Oh, Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, my God. I have, sadly, on the recommendation of my brother years ago. I don't know why he'd recommend that to me. Unless he was, was like, it was, <laughs> a, it was yeah, you. absolutely, you know. Yeah. Um, I watched that, and it is quite possibly. So I think the... It's been a long time now since I've seen it, but I, I, I do remember there's a, a fight scene between um, Vega. It's Vega, isn't it? From, With the mask and mask, the claws? Yeah. yeah. Him and Chun-Li have this fight scene in it. I think it's kind of, you know, harks back to that very cool fight scene that he has with her in the animated movie as well. And it's... The, the choreography is just awful. <laughs> the cuts, the edits, it's all about 3%. Oof. 3% of Rotten Tomato, Street Fighter. So as it stands right now, we're going through some like big, heavy-hitting... Video game, uh, you know, I suppose, genre, not even genres, just like, you know, Resident Evil, Street Fighter, all bad. Mm-hmm. All bad so far, with the exception of, like, the Resident Evil. But they, I wouldn't really call them, like, brave movies. What have we got, like, Degeneration and Damnation, which were the CGI, which is just, like, basically watching a giant cutscene from yeah. the game. There's, they're what's scoring high. Everything else here is trash. So I got a couple others here. Uh, Doom and Doom Annihilation. How do you guys think? So the Doom is 2005. This is the one with The Rock and Carl Urban, right? Doom happens to be one of my favorite video so games. I'm totally with you. Yeah. I'm no, no, totally with you. And I recognize that it is not a good movie. Yeah. And like as far as the story and the lore goes, it's crazy inaccurate. But there's just that, something I love about it. And especially in the first person. That's, what I mean, that's the, the that, best That, that minute or two yeah, of that. Yeah, so good. So I was looking at some... Um, facts about the film today and apparently it took them three months to plan that the first person oh, sequence in it and like like two or three weeks to shoot it because of like i guess whatever camera work they needed to make it feel yeah. like it was like that's what i don't understand like we've seen first person in action movies before but that one just looked different somehow it just looked more like a video game yeah, yeah it really, really felt like it was like it's, you could the camera was like panning up and down yeah. so it was going with his like breath or something as well yeah. so yeah. Really which is like so, as he steps uh, which yeah. is exactly it's like it's so good and it had, like so i mean it, it's funny right so this this got doom tales and five got 18 percent on rotten tomato i but, mean yeah i believe it but the thing about like i think the acting and well no okay so it's got some bad it's got some because bad script the problem mm. is it, it didn't appeal to any like hardcore movie buffs yeah and it didn't appeal to doom fans because it was so inaccurate yeah. with the story and like the lore and i mean carl urban as much as i love him he's not doom guy no he's not no, not at all no not at all but yeah i don't know it's still i love it I, I i frequently rewatch it yeah i watch maybe it. once a year yeah i think i did it yeah last year i rewatched that um just out of curiosity because it had been so long i think i was a kid like a teenager mm-hmm. the last time i saw it i was like i remember i love doom yeah and then in that time since i was like oh that movie's slated. I should probably go back and revisit that. And I had a great 
time yeah. watching that film. It's bad, but the cast is great. Like a younger The Rock, like a rock yeah, before yeah, he's yeah. an absolute beefcake. Yeah. Rosamund Pike, who's in yeah, it as well. She's class in it. Like, I mean, I think of looking through this list of movies that I've taken that have really bad ratings on Rotten Tomato, I think Doom 2005 has probably the best cast in terms of like the most. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, would you say A-list at the time, Crowd Urban 2005? A-lister. Probably just slightly before, and the same with The Rock. Yeah, but like he on their way. But they, yeah. but in fairness, uh, a movie like that for someone of their status at the time could have been career killers. So that must say something about yeah the movie. That, like all three of them are yeah. still out doing things today, like you know, and yeah. and good stuff. Thankfully, well, some of it's okay. <laughs> I don't know about the Rock movies recently, but yeah. Okay, so after that, then I kind of got oh so and I never saw it, but the next Doom is Doom Annihilation. Um, I tried watching it one night. I think it was just uh, too late and I kind of fell asleep. I've been meaning to go back on and seeing it. I just completely forgot about it. Because I'd been in a pretty... uh, A couple months ago, I went through a a Doom kick where I was just going through like all the old school lore videos and like playing the games. And I I bought uh, Doom Eternal and started playing it for the first time. Doom Eternal is meant to be good. Like a a great release, like a stress release kind of game. Yeah. 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 But I mean... really good. From your watching of comparing these couple of guys so far, so we've got Resident Evil, Doom, uh, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Who would you say has kind of done the best? Resident Evil's got the most to pull from. I love Doom, but I would say as far as like the actual movie goes, uh, the first Mortal Kombat is, I would say, probably a better movie. Yeah, I think so too. I think the Mortal Kombat ones have like two very good ones in the original '95, and then and then the, this the newest re- one. Yeah, like yeah. I think they just redid it perfectly. To be honest, like the characters are great. Like so. they sell them on those. So I was also looking up other ones. Uh, we've got the Tomb Raider series. Um, so the first Lara Croft Tomb Raider, twenty um, percent Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is a bit sad because as a young younger kid watching that, that I enjoyed it yeah, too yeah I think 20% is harsh I think that was yeah. pretty good I would have given that a bit better I think uh, Angelina Jolie was a was an incredible cast for oh, Lara Croft yeah, yeah. I couldn't think couldn't think of anybody else to do it better I think she did a, an amazing job as well and it's kind of a fun movie the first one is the one with Sean Bean right he's the is it Sean Bean Sean Bean played the remember. villain I could be very wrong here yeah. if I am wrong email us wasn't it the Gift of Gaming podcast. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's definitely in it, but was he like... He might have been in like the second one or something. Yeah. Oh, the Jared second... Butler's in it as well, I think. Oh, so Jared Butler, I think maybe is who I'm thinking of, not Sean oh, Bean, maybe. in the first one. They, it turns out you think they're a friend, but they end up being you know, the mm. classic, the, the twist. Twist, yeah. you know? Yeah. That isn't actually very twisty at all. So that one got 20%. And what I couldn't believe was the next Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, where she punches a very yeah. bad CGI shark. Yeah. And it is... If you haven't seen this... Just go to that clip on YouTube. Not only does the shark look awful, the punch looks awful. And the shark's reaction to getting punched yeah. is comedy gold. It's so it's, good. You can see it in his face. Like, yeah, he's he like, frowns oh, on. oh, you punched me. And it's like, it's not meant to be funny. That's yeah. the worst part, like, you know, if yeah. they were trying to be funny. So that actually did better than the first Tomb Raider. And for that scene with the shark alone, I think that's an absolute sin that they've managed to <laughs> rate that higher. And then I was kind of, this was the cutoff point. Well, I think I'd probably put this into newer films, but the Tomb Raider from 2018, which I think yeah, is probably the reboot. Yeah, the reboot. So much better. 53% yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so like better. these reboots here and like kind of like the, the 20 teens or whatever going into the 2020s seem to be on an up, upward trajectory. So I've, I've got like kind of the last couple of ones looking back in the past are in the vein of Final Fantasy. CGI Final Fantasy films. Mm-hmm. This is what I like laughed up as a kid. Um, I have The Spirits Within. Spirits Within. Uh, I almost wanted to put it on my list because I think it's an absolute banger, but 
deep down, I don't think it's an adaptation. I don't think it should have anything to do with Final Fantasy. It's kind of its own story because yeah. there's no Final Fantasy game which I played that I think has any story beats that match up with what goes on in no. the Spirits Within. It's, it's a totally different entity by by itself. Yeah. I don't know if that was a cash grab by putting Final Fantasy in I feel like it must have been, yeah. Because, I mean, I thought, it, now again, this one did, what we got, 44%, which isn't actually, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not great, let's be honest. But, it's a pass you know an <laughs> irish exam standard it's a pass would have taken it back in the day for yeah. sure yeah um so i mean like and it's you know i says it's the voice acting in it isn't too hammy considering it's like fully cgi and it's based off kind of like japanese you know jrpgs yeah. it's always you always think it's going to be hammy but the voice acting in that film isn't too bad and the main kind of you know the route the story takes is actually quite it's quite tense that bit where yeah. they drop down and like because it's it's the they can't get touched by the ghosts isn't it they lose their soul if the yeah. ghosts touch them like it's quite oh, start to finish it's quite a tense film the whole way through i like the, and the it atmosphere was just an absolute marvel at the time like the cgi was yeah it still holds up like yeah which is why i, think, I don't know i haven't seen it well no it's time. it's it's like a, it's that's kind of like a theme that goes through all these final fantasy i've only got three of them um one of them was awful but the the theme with all of them is that the cgi even though they were done in 2005 2003 mm-hmm. whatever it was uh they all look great still. Well, great's a strong word, but they don't look terrible. They're like, I mean, you've got movies that were done back in the you know, 2010s, 2012, 2013s, and you go back and watch them now, the CGI can look awful. Yeah. But this movie, which is fully CGI, they're all really, really good. So one that's on my list of like, and I'll, we'll talk about it in depth in a, a little bit more when we get to it, but one of my absolute favorite adaptations is Final Fantasy VII, Advent Children. Advent Children, I saw that coming. Oh, as a kid, I, I will, will, I'm going to save it. I'll leave that one until we get on to our favorite adaptations because that one just, God, it's got such a strong place in my head. Man, I love that <laughs> film so much. Um, then the other one that, that they have is uh, Final Fantasy XV, Kingsglaive, which was a movie that they made. This To put this in perspective, Final Fantasy XV was a garbage fire for all of its development. It took, I think, 12 to 15 years to actually finish. The teams changed so many times. The storyline changed so many times. It was just a hot mess. And finally, when they got to grips with it, they said, hey, why don't we make a couple of these bits of media to bring out with it? So they had a, 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 like a four-part, might have been more, but maybe four episodes of like an anime so you could get to know the characters in it. And then they had this thing called Kingsglaive, uh, which was the, pretty much the prequel to right before the, the main uh, game starts. And what I don't like that they do about this is it's pretty integral. Some of, some of what goes on is pretty integral to the actual story. So I'm like, okay, I only watched it because it came with the box that I bought for the game, but it didn't have to. And if you're playing the game and you start off and you've got all this background stuff to what went on and you can't see it, you don't know about it. The game is bad. Don't get me wrong. It's 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 not good. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just not good. I love the road trip. Yeah, but that's, that's that all that it is. Aspect. It's just a road trip game. You know, It's a road trip game, but this got 12% on Rotten Tomato. And it is... Again, CGI is amazing, but it's got the emotional range of a teaspoon in terms of like what's going on. It's like it it has no depth. It's awful. Uh, It is awful. Yeah, it's awful. So that's kind of Final Fantasy as well in a nutshell. We'll go into Advent Children because I want to talk about that one. The last one I have, and I today I spent so much time looking up old stuff about it, was the Mario Brothers movie Mm -hmm. from uh, I think it's 1995 or 93. Yeah, 93, I think. Oh, my God. I have so much fun reading up on all the shit that went down with that film. And I recommend, I haven't watched it in a couple of years. I watched a couple of clips today to remind myself, mm-hmm. but I recommend to anybody who hasn't seen the Mario Brothers movie. And it, especially in anticipation of the, this new Mario Brothers film coming out in yeah. April. So this is, I mean, to see what we've gone from to what we're going to, this is totally worth a watch just for that. But a uh, strange casting and the basic premise of strange this Strange casting? Movie. I thought the Mario Brothers, I thought that was great casting. 
the live action one. Yeah. It's so interesting. Some of like Dennis Hopper in it's such a choice. Yeah. I mean, that, he looks like Mario, man. <laughs> like, no, but then uh, Dennis Hopper plays Bowser. Yeah. That's what I mean. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like giving him like Rob, the guy, head. Rob something or other plays, can't think of a surname. He plays Mario and he looks like he could be uh, a 90s live action Mario, in yeah. fairness. Uh, the guy who plays Luigi is John Luigi. John, yeah, that's the yeah. one. And don't get me wrong, I mean, I, I don't. I just don't know if I would have cast any of them in any of those spots, especially Dennis as Bowser. Such, such a weird a choice. Weird any person as Bowser. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not a person. Giant, but it has so many, thing. so many decisions in that film are just bonkers. So basically, the premise for anybody who hasn't seen the film is they talk about how the meteorite that came and crashed down and destroyed the dinosaurs opened also opened up uh, a portal to another dimension where reptiles evolved also evolved into humans so they're half humans half reptiles so it's almost as if they're trying to explain goombas yeah and explain koopas and my thing about this is is that something you even need it's like <laughs> no. should, should yeah. that have an explanation yeah. you know we're in already like yeah you don't need, like, <laughs> like if you're going to see that you, you know why you're seeing it you're yeah. like we're, we're fine <laughs> but as a, as a good <laughs> they had so many different directors picked for it uh and they had so many uh script rewrites apparently on the show the script is being rewritten so often that a lot of the actors actually gave up on learning their lines and then actually just get the sheet of this new rework right before they went to shoot the scene because they were like this is this is pointless they said a drinking on set because it was so awful to be there <laughs> it was, like there was there was like a guys the one of the electricians that they like kick off a live wire like he got stuck to a live wire while trying to fix up the set and got electrocuted to kick him off he survived no one died on the oh set but i mean like for for i think the the man who played mario rob i'll try and get his surname it's Hoskins, is it? something like yeah. it i think it's rob h anyway but he actually came in and said that he has no regrets in his acting career with the strong exception of the Mario Brothers. He said it was his worst decision and worst experience of his life was to be in that, that film. And just when you like play the Super Mario Brothers games that would have been coming out up to this point, so Super Mario yeah. Brothers, or you know, the World 1, Super Mario Bros, 1, 2, 3, those were all we had for Mario at that time. We don't have all the Mario Kart and all the, you know, Mario 64, like none of these existed at the time. Yeah. And how they conjured up this live action nightmare from Mario, I will never understand. But that alone is trust worth the pop. fungus. Trust the, yes, what the fuck? so much wrong with that film. I would definitely recommend to watch. That got twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, that's higher than I expected. Higher than yeah. I expected. So that's kind of looking at like films gone by. That's kind of looking at like to the early two thousands ish, right? But then I looked at kind of some more modern gaming adaptations, adaptations that have come out. And these ones will be a bit fresher in our memory. I think it's worth you know talking about these ones. We're kind of looking at like from 2018, well, we, 19 onwards. We get onwards. into the area where we might even talk about like our favorites. Oh, oh, only if you want to. If one of these is your favorite, yeah, feel free to, to yeah. speak up. So I have, we've kind of already mentioned Mortal Kombat 2021, yeah. which got a 54%, which I think is substantially higher than, well, it only beat its original 995 one by a couple of percentages. Mm -hmm. But I watched that film when it came out and I thought, this is actually watchable a fun ride yeah. i'm not it's an, i'm not giving it an oscar for anything but it's a fun watch it's a fun ride of a, yeah. of a they threw in a couple like nice little easter eggs as well from like the original um game you know like there was that like it's kind of a hack basically if you just started doing like a, a back like leg sweep kick like just down and kick um if you knocked like your opponent down and you just kept timing it that as they automatically stood back up you just hit another down oh, you just, like, yeah 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 they put that into the movie and like someone was doing a thing i think to like kano like three or four times in a row like and i was just like oh, what a callback yeah, just, yeah and like to be able that, i think that's what's important about video game adaptations and i think some of them might go a bit too far but the fan service 
because the only reason this is a movie is because it's got it was a well, successful-ish game, I guess, for the most part, and it's got a fan base behind it. So you're kind of I'm not saying you're doing it for the fans, but putting that in, I think, leads to a good bit of the success on like I think a lot of the films here. Like the next thing I'm going to talk about, which now we're kind of starting to go up a little bit in percentage, is Pokemon Detective Pikachu 2019. I didn't think they would ever nail a live action Pokemon yep. film. I saw this come out and saw the trailers and screenshots, mm-hmm. you know, back, you know, the year or two beforehand. And I was like, no way are they gonna be able to pull this off. And I enjoyed, I think, just about every minute yeah. of that film. Very, very really good. liked it. I think it is the perfect Pokemon film. For like I kind of like all ages. I mean this it's there's definite like there's definite kind of, you know, hammy comedy bits for kids in it. Mm-hmm. But as me as like a you know, whatever I was, twenty nine year old watching it when it first came out, I was like, Well, this is hella enjoyable from start to finish like yeah. you know and that bit with mr mime <laughs> everything to do with mr so mime yeah. in that film is so good like you know the interrogation where he has the motorbike crash like it's all so <laughs> clever so clever with the gas. Yeah, yeah 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 and like blowing out the match and stuff yeah. like he is perfect in it um none of you guys had that as your favorite adaptation no it's uh, in I, there it's definitely on if yeah. i would make a, a list of like top tens it might make it I like. I love that one. Okay. I love the Where's Waldo of Pokemon. Just like when they're walking through the city and just trying to like point out and name them all. And for me, because I'm not into the like we chatted about this last week, Kristen, like the Pokemon stuff. I'm I'm kind of a OG original 151 mm-hmm. Pokemon. After that, I'm, I'm not all that savvy. Yeah. But there's so much of those in it. There's a lot of the new Pokemon, but like even in that scene where he first comes out to, I can't remember what the name of the city is in it that he goes to, but that little look around the city and you see like. You know, a Machamp as a police officer and Grouser. I loved all that kind of stuff. I thought you know? the way they did them as well was like, like that's how I imagined them. I was like, if they ever do a live action movie, like this is what I want them to look like. And I thought yeah. they captured like, yeah. I, I'm the same as you. I only really know the original 150. And uh, every one of them I saw, I was just like, oh yes, thank you. Thank and you, done it. Because the CGI is like, it's it's borderline cartoony, but it fits the world. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not too beyond the realms of belief to actually that, excuse me, that these creatures would actually exist here. But that one was very, very good. If you had to put a percentage on Detective Pikachu, Rotten Tomato score, what are, you, what are your bets, Chris? What 76. Do you think? 76. Okay. I'm going to say around 63. 68. Again, yes. right bang in the middle of your, both your guesses, you know? So I, I personally would have given it more, mm-hmm. but I understand that, like, as a plot, it's quite, um, it's quite obvious, I guess. There was nothing that surprised me about it. There's mm-hmm. nothing amazing about the plot. I think what really got me hooked on it was just the nostalgia that I was yeah. watching the live-action Pokemon film that had, like, again, like, Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And it's it a stroke works. of genius. Yeah. It's a stroke <laughs> of genius. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if it's, like, a one-and-done because I think we'll talk about, like, things that are coming out in 2023 and beyond and I think one of them is Detective Pikachu 2. And my hope was that they would build on this world but maybe leave the Detective Pikachu thing behind because it's like that there's so much out there mm-hmm. to, for them to, to touch yeah. upon and pokemon and storylines and different ones you could have with you that i was like oh i hope it's i love ryan reynolds's pikachu but i don't know if it's that if if the success in that was because it was a one a once off like yeah, if they sure. try and bring it back are they gonna because he at the end of that film he oh actually okay, i'm not gonna spoil i won't spoil <laughs> the film on anybody just watch detective pikachu you'll know what i mean uh, after that i have again more recently sonic the hedgehog excellent Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, I just recently watched the second one actually on the plane, my um, plane ride to Canada. Um, didn't enjoy the second one as much, but the first one was unbelievable. And I went in with low 
expectations. Yeah, I was the exact same. I was like, especially when the original trailer came out and they didn't do Sonic Justice and I was that like, is. this is going to be so bad. And I'd love to understand the background of that because part of me is like, was that a marketing genius I've always ploy? thought this. Like, I've got like a big tinfoil hat on my head. Like, I'm like, this yeah. has to be in a, Like, they did this on purpose yeah, just like, to like, draw like attention. The, like, the original, like, the good-looking Sonic asset was always in their back pocket. They were like, oh, let's just throw out this horrible yeah. human teeth-looking Sonic so bad. out there into the r- world of the internet and see what people do. And man, like, people got angry. They were angry. They were angry. But yes amazing film. yeah it was so good and i thought like jim carrey isn't a robotnik i was just like you've just done something with this because like your robotnik like is he in the game a lot of the time just kind of appears at, the, just, end. at the end yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, like, so he doesn't really have like much about him and then like jim carrey's just a lunatic in the role so i'm like yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just that, continue that, that to watch this and he kind of it, it, you know i always get this not disappointed by new sonic stuff that comes out but i my prime sonic um the video game adaptation would always be like the 19 it was 1993 mm-hmm. animated tv show that was actually quite dark in that and i had the coolest um intro theme to yeah. the thing as well like sonic <laughs> it was so good but the whole premise of that is, is robotnik is coming into their emerald isle or whatever it is and converting um plants and things to machines and robots and sonic in the early episodes loses his grandfather his grandfather gets taken hot like kidnapped or whatever mm-hmm. and later on in the series sonic breaks into Robotnik's, you know, factory or whatever else, and finds out that his grandfather's been turned into a robot. Like, you know, But it's so dark. But, like, as a kid, I watched that, and, you know, was, I was like, I'm even as a kid, I could recognize that. I'm glad this hasn't been packaged as a happily ever after. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling stuff as a six-year-old watching this TV show, you know? I loved yeah. it. And I think Robotnik and that was very dark, whereas the Jim Carrey Robotnik, he really created his own Robotnik. Yeah. It's this kind of absolute essentially this madman like this Completely pure and utter amazing. madman it's kind of like you know just mirroring jim carrey's probably normal personality i guess yeah, you know? yeah. did you ever see the sonic uh cartoon that was before that one the uh, really old one where he's like he's always eating like chili dogs it kind of looked like uh, a, a roadrunner cartoon i don't think i've no. seen it just long desert in the background that's all it was it's was... like the early days for roadrunner type <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah blatant ripoff almost but yeah it, it wasn't nearly as good I think because Sonic's one of those things I could have put in this massive list of Sonic adaptations. It's like, you know, Pokemon Detective Pikachu was kind of all I wanted to talk about because I think you could put a whole episode of the podcast into what exists in terms of TV shows and films out there. By I think there's 21 Pokemon films out at the minute. Oh, no and way. I was like, there's probably no, no point in putting... And like our last episode was all about Pokemon. So like, I don't want to give people, you know, get, get them sick of Pokemon. Yeah. So I'll leave that. But it's the same with Sonic. There's so much Sonic stuff out there. And I think probably the majority of it's bad, but it was so refreshing that this these two movies came out and have actually been reasonably good. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. love the first one. Uh, I still need to watch the second one. And it's funny because I was like geared up to watch it in the cinema, completely missed out on it. Um, but I'm just waiting to actually give it a proper watch now because I was so keen on it, especially after watching the end credit scene from the first one mm-hmm. and seeing what character they introduced now into the second one. I yeah. was like, yes, this is a Sonic World. Like, yeah, you know, again, yeah. and then a successful live action excuse me, a successful live action world that I think I, I really enjoy. So I think Sonic 3 is yeah, I think on that list that we'll going. get into in a yeah. little bit. Uh, and then the last things I have put on that because it scored so highly and we talked about them when we did the Game Awards episode, uh, Arcane and Cyberpunk Edge Runners as adaptations of video games. I mean, that's that's. I know it's not live action, but that's top tier. Like Arcane and both of them scored 96% on Rotten Tomato as 
as pieces of adaptations, and I, I can't argue with 96? it. 96? 96, yeah. 96, For both, both of them. Both of them, yeah. See, the thing, I've actually never seen these, and I remember when I was looking into some of the ones, like, to see, like, what I was doing in the cinema, I'd be like, oh, what, like, which are my favourite ones that actually are, actually ranked well? And I was looking through it, and I saw them too, and I was like, how have I not seen these two? Uh, see, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, I think you need to be you need to be really into kind of that futuristic sci-fi kind of world mm-hmm. to get into it. I watched it, I enjoyed it, but that that kind of, the, the world that, that you know, the cyberpunk world is not something that I'm overly fond of. Arcane, though, give that a watch. For the animation yeah. alone, it's one of the most beautifully crafted um, TV yeah. shows ever, and I think it's, as a, as a thing, it's, it's just gold. Yeah. Um, that brings us now, fellas, to the list. I think it's, it's worth comparing these kind of, these newer scores with the older scores, and I think it's quite clear that, thankfully, video game adaptations, at least slowly, are getting better it's not worth yeah. saying to people stop making this shit it's awful it's like okay no no it's gradually getting better so we'll go to the list of things that are coming out now this year and next year and into the future and it all looks pretty positive but chris i hit you up first what's been your favorite your absolute favorite video game adaptation favorite okay I tv or run, film okay i want to run through a couple honorable mentions real quick um obviously we've already touched on doom so i don't need to talk about that Another one of my favorite adaptations is actually not uh, TV or film. It's a book, and it's The Fall of Reach, which is the Halo. Halo prequel. And it explains the backstory and how they were chosen and what their training was like and why only the Spartans can wear the uh, Mjolnir armor. Fantastic book, um, as far as video game books go, because usually they're not great. Um, I'm a big fan of horror when it comes to both games and movies, so I love The Silent Hills. Nice, yeah. They, uh, I... I recognize that they're not the best of movies either, but I still love them regardless. There's another they, one. I think just it's worth mentioning because although the films aren't great, they capture the Silent Hill atmosphere perfectly. Very good. Plot yeah. wise, they're yeah. a bit weak, but and that world that they're in is very Silent Hill. Yeah, and when the impressive. Pyramid Head was like chasing all the oh. people, yeah, it was. It was the casting in that's so good as well in terms of like looking like the characters of the game. Yes. they so yeah. so rarely get that right, and they they really got it right there. I thought. Uh, I want to make another quick shout out because I feel like this guy needs the clout, but it's another Pokemon mm-hmm. uh, adaptation. And it's just uh, a YouTuber who animated, it's called Pokemon Red full game. And he just animated the full game. No way. It's no like way. three hours long. It's on YouTube. His name is Pedro, uh, I'm going to butcher this, uh, Arojo. But yeah, he just animates the full game, but with like some twists here and there, like it gets a bit dark, like uh, Lieutenant Surge has like PTSD from the war, fighting um, with his Raichu. And... So this is, we were talking about this last week with Pokemon. That's the kind of stuff I need from the Pokemon this world. Is, you gotta Real watch this. life you gotta watch this. stuff in Pokemon. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, and then uh, another one uh, that is kind of like the reverse of what we're talking about, but it is a great movie that got made into a great game which never happens okay that's golden eye oh awesome. oh yeah. i mean i thank you for bringing that up as a as a piece of video gaming history yeah yes. it has to be i mean there. that has to be on an adaptation list but nothing that we've talked about even compares to the absolute goat of adaptations which is the castlevania series on netflix the newest one yes wow okay nothing even comes close and so would you have considered yourself a big Castlevania fan as yep. from the video game perspective? Yep. And this is a justice. I mean, yeah, I, I, it was an NES game, so like... There's some named characters, they have some abilities, there's a bit of backstory, like yes, the Belmonts fight Dracula 
Alucard as Dracula's son, and then they just had to fill in the blanks. With what is with, amazing with, animation, in fairness to yeah. us. Yeah. So and that, I thought they did a fantastic job of taking something that really only has like a very high level like abstract story and making something really interesting out of it. Nice. Castlevania. That was not what I was expecting, but I, I got mentioned because I haven't got it on the list here at all. I completely overlooked it, so good that it's here. I'm curious if, uh, if Cyberpunk and Arcane have 96. I mean, Arcane... Or sorry, uh, Castlevania has to be better. Oof, I don't... I mean, m- maybe. I don't know. I mean, I watched the first episode or two of Castlevania, but that world, that realm, the medieval kind of Dracula stuff, it's not mm-hmm. my jam, so I couldn't I couldn't get into it. Ooh, 94%. Ah, oh, But I, it, it goes to show you that, like, and this is where I think the argument could be made for a lot of stuff is probably better just animated into a TV series as opposed to live-action films. Like, we're looking at this list of... All of the best recent video game adaptations have been TV shows that mm-hmm. have been animated, and I think it just helps us. They're able, I think you're able to create so much more in in line with the video games that they're trying to represent than a live action film ever could. Well, and the video games typically are pretty over the top, and it's yeah. just hard to replicate do live that. action of that. It's the yeah. same as like you know, like trying to capture a book and a movie. Like like you've got usually like let's say you could have a thirty hours of gameplay, and next minute it's a ninety minute movie. Like you're gonna have to cut out so much, so yeah. much yeah. that you probably like loved or like you know like in certain like one of the games like like uh, movies that I was thinking about was like the Assassin's Creed one, and they just went a ho- whole different route to like the original games. Like I don't even think the main character. That's with the um, I forget his name plays Magneto. Uh, Fastman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's it's like not a bad like movie at all. But I always just thought with the like the quality of the games there. Like for me, it's a good one. I love watching it because like the action sequence. Uh, right, they're, they're, they're impressive. They're the same as the game, which and I love the fighting style in that game or in that series of games. But uh, yeah, I, I hope that's like another one that they keep going with. I think they could redo that or keep keep going maybe with Fastbender's character and really build on it. Because so it was is. that on? Is that that that's not your all time favorite adaptation? But it's, it's not, on your list. It's on my list as one that I think is worthwhile watching. I think they do a good job of of you know trying to capture the story as best they can because it's a weird one they're trying to explain. Yeah. You know, like like yeah. the concept of Assassin's Creed is 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 is, is crazy. Well, it's also great. Um, so they're trying to pack that into the movie. I don't think it was ever going to work, but like, imagine that as a limited series, like do across they, 10 episodes, that'd be so good. I haven't seen the film, but do they do one era of, yeah, of the yeah. assassin, or do they, do they kind of jump through a couple of eras? I'm of pretty sure, yeah, I think Fastbender is just like one character, and I think he's in one set, like Because I think that's the only way you could tell it as a film, in terms of a film series, because there's mm. too much, there's too much of that to pack into. Oh, way one, too much, yeah, film. yeah, yeah. So if that didn't make your top, like what what's what's your top pick for video game adaptations? Um, I think like for me like Mortal Kombat probably will be my top one because I just have this like nostalgia factor for yeah. the '95 one and then to see them like do it again for the 2021 one was just brilliant. But um, there's so many ones that I just remember like seeing just because I love the game so much and while like they're not always great, they kind of deliver a bit like like the Prince of Persia for example is such oh, a oh uh, Jake Gyllenhaal yeah, yeah like yeah, it's yeah. just such a silly movie and like yeah. I'm just like this is great like you're doing all the silly things. I used to be able to do in the game yeah. and like it's fun and I remember watching it like I think it was in my 20s when I watched it and I was just like shouldn't be probably liking this no, as much I, as I, I do but I love it I think from my memory of that film as well Jake Gyllenhaal actually does a pretty reasonable yeah, job he got I big mean, as well yeah yeah. yeah like, it, like, I remember like looking at that film in, in terms of the the costumes and everything like that and the era it's all built very well like yeah. production wise and everything like that I mean I know it's it's a bit wacky I suppose yeah. it does deviate a little bit but no that's a good that's a good shit actually I didn't yeah, even think of Prince of Persia I forgot one, about like, that one yeah yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, I guess to, to come back to, to mine, uh, mine, you know, it's funny because we were talking about this. I was talking about 
this to you, Chris, and I was thinking, oh, what would my favorite be? And you said to me, I'm, su- I'm surprised it isn't Advent Children. And I paused for a second. I was like, oh, wait, no, it's definitely Advent <laughs> Children. There's nothing else. So to put this in perspective, huge hardcore Final Fantasy VII fan as a kid growing up. I watched my, like, I think it was 97, so I was six years old, probably a bit too young, but I watched my brother's play through that game in its entirety and cried my eyes out at the scene. I mean, I mean, I feel like I should spoil it, but if they haven't played it by now and this is, you know, 26 what years later. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. When, when Aerith died, you know, that was, whew. I mean, as a young kid, I was like, oh, they've never done that before. Like, she was on the team. How could they do that? So, I love that game. I love the story. That series has done it before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Final Seven was the best way. Come on. And I, that, that bit in the video game as well, when, when she dies and it goes into the boss that you have to fight, usually in that game, there's real heavy boss, like, mm-hmm heavy metal boss music playing but it keeps her theme playing through the whole thing and i remember being like watching my brothers like attack genova with like Eretz like Eretz theme playing in the background and i was like Whoa, i've never i don't know what this sadness is but like i'm feeling it you know so i had to be really hard and the first i mean i love those characters i thought cloud was the coolest guy ever grown up and then the first time i was introduced to a, a cloud who had any kind of voice acting was in kingdom hearts the first kingdom hearts game uh, when they had the Final Fantasy characters in it, and I was like, a voice actor Claire to be amazing. And then, boom, this announcement that Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, which is like the whole cast post Final Fantasy VII, um, and they're going to do a full CGI. And I was like, whoa, this is going to be good. And I'll never forget that me and Luke and our friend Kev, not Kev on the show, a different Kev, um, we were, it's terrible to say, but like this is going back to 2005, so I think we'll be forgiven. We got a pirated version of that before it was actually released. And we were meeting up in Kevin's house that Friday night and we were with like, because we're all quite young, so like staying over in, in Kev's place. And poor old Luke didn't, I think he just didn't do some homework that he was meant to do and he wasn't allowed to go. So it was just me and Kev and we're like, I can't believe he's missing it on this. But we watched it on a small TV in what wasn't the best quality pirated copy, mm-hmm. but it was still there. And listening to Cloud and Sephiroth and all the characters like voice acted and for the most part voice acted well just hit me so hard and like that movie it's like what i was talking about with the other five fancies watching it now and i watched it recently i think a couple of months ago cgi wise it's absolutely fine and i know it's a bad film like plot wise i know it's all a bit janky when clouds jumping up the bahamut and like they're all lifting they're them up there, they're up there already yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. i'm like why didn't you guys just take care of this i, I wouldn't yeah, yeah i wouldn't but no clouds the only guy who can do it. but there's so many scenes and one of my favorite things was about that uh, game is that a brought me right into the world of AMVs. I would go on, we'd go into the YouTube after that, that movie came out and listen to, to, or watch people do like the fight scenes, the system of a down music and everything. And I was like, this is the most badass movie that's ever existed <laughs> ever. Like, you know, as a, as a grown up now, I'm like, there's, there's lots wrong with this film. But as a kid, then I was sold. Like yeah. hook, line and sinker. I watched it absolutely shit out of that film. And a couple of years later, they brought out the complete edition, which had a couple extra minutes of fight scenes and blood. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. watching because my buddy got a his first Bluetooth player, and we were thinking about like the first movie we should watch. We decided on ordering Advent Children. So when it finally got delivered, we watched it and like seeing the actual like when Sephiroth starts like stabbing him like, yeah. a thousand times, and you actually see the blood splatter. We're like, whoa! Yeah. I didn't think they were allowed to do that because I didn't know about the complete edition until I rewatched it in someone's house, and they. I was like, I don't remember these scenes. Like, there's just a couple of minutes here and there and a couple of uh, character conversations that I had no memory of. And I was like, oh, this is actually brand new. Um, so that was quite interesting. And I, what I loved about it now, watching it now, we've got the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is a very impressive game, but has kind of opened up a whole wormhole of 
bonkers Tetsuya Nomura I don't know where the story is going but what's interesting is like having watched Advent Children now and after playing Final Fantasy 7 Remake it looks to me like the remake is trying to just take everything that they ever made Final Fantasy 7 wise and try and put it into the story that's somewhat coherent <laughs> is the only way I can so like the game as it's as it's or this this movie that the children as time has gone on I think is only I think for me as a massive Final Fantasy 7 fan has only gotten better to watch I like after watching it finishing Final Fantasy 7 remake the game I'm like well this is this has opened a whole new world for me of possibilities of what the, where the story could be going or what they're trying to do in the remake so that has to be without a shadow of a doubt the greatest video game adaptation movie that I've I know it's bad I know it's not a great film, but my God, does the childhood and the child in me is like, oh, I watch I watch that every every week if I could. Love that film. Yeah, it's good, but it's no Doom. No, no, it's and it's not. You know, Doom two thousand five Doom is probably a better film. Like you know, better cast. But I it's just got no, such a strong. I I, I I can't even argue with you. Advent Children is a banger, and if I made a, an actual listed top ten, it would probably it'd make the list too. Yeah, number two. No, I would, oh, be, it would, be, I on would bon, be on it as well. It could be two. I don't know. It's yeah. definitely not one because that's Castlevania. <laughs> that's Castlevania, yeah. I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in years. I've been yeah, children. Yeah, it's, long, long time. The sad thing about the film is, is that, and this is what I mean by fan service possibly going too far, I don't think Advent Children is a movie you can watch without having played and like really played Final Fantasy VII, the original game, like mm-hmm. 97. It's not that, like, like, you know, watching Arcane, which is the... Um, League of Legends series I can watch that and I've never played a League of Legends yeah, yeah. really in my life but that story is is for everybody whereas this story is so set on taking you from the point the game ends to continue on and does very little there's very little exposition of all these things that are happening so I think as a if you're not a fan it's a hard yeah, it's a hard watch even as a continuation of the video game story it still didn't really like make a lot of sense a lot of it didn't a lot of fun fancy doesn't yeah. <laughs> to anything that Tetsuya Nomura is behind Chris forget about it yeah, like you know true. just bank on some action scenes and yeah and, and hope like. for the best like. <laughs> so I want to go quickly through uh, Kev you hit me up with this uh, link it's an IGN mm-hmm. and they're kind of talking about what to expect in 2023 and beyond so I'm going to go through like a couple of ones that, that, like, of this that sound great to me we all know the Super Mario Brothers movie is coming out in April that looks good. It does look good. Like the casting is super weird, but like yeah. they've obviously pumped a ton oh, of money only into it. One problem with casting, Chris, Who, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. But everything else does. Like Jack Black is better. Jack Black is, is perfect. Going to carry yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be amazing. It is. And it's even from the trailers, it's very clear that Jack Black is doing Bowser, whereas Chris Pratt seems to be doing Chris Pratt. Yeah, which is yeah. the problem I think. And like I said, maybe as you go through the movie, because I think the most recent trailer that they brought out. I think it has a few more um, bites of him speaking. And I think he's tried to put on a bit of the Brooklyn plumber accent on. And I'm like, maybe that'll sell me. But I haven't heard enough yet. But I'm I'm nervous about I'm him. I'm dying to hear my favorite Nintendo character, Donkey Kong, with the Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be perfect. It's fit so well. Such a, and again, like I would say when I originally saw it, I was like, that's a mad choice. But I think it's... I think it'll, yeah, I think that's I a good show. It was a bad I, choice, too, until I like... I, kind of watched some Seth Rogen clips and I kept, they always go back to the laugh and I was like, yeah, you yeah. Know what? yeah. That, that works. That, that As works. a Donkey Kong thing. Yeah. So we've got, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go through just like this loads here, but a couple that like pick up, um, that look good. Um, Death Stranding looks like it might be made into a film. Um, so prepare for walking simulator, the movie. It's going to be great. Metal Gear Solid to be yeah, announced, yeah. which is, 
terrifying. Uh, terrifying in that. If they keep it to like the first Metal Gear, just the spy movie. Shadow Moses, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Are they gonna go movie with that one? That's that's a movie, movie yeah. okay. Which I think is probably lends. I think Metal Gear Solid would, as an adaptation, would lend itself to a movie as opposed yeah. to a TV show. I would prefer a, a Metal Gear Solid film over a TV show. I can't wait till they introduce a character named Deep Throat to the mainstream. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> going to be a fucking that is gonna, That's absolutely going to be censored. He will not yeah, be called there's that. No there's no way. way. Um, what else have we got in this one? Interesting. Half Life. Low it, it beside no us, fucking way. but it has it has status unknown beside us. So I reckon this is probably like a it's it's probably not signed off yet at all. Maybe like looking at some of these, um, and some of them are weird. Like I've got a Pac Man movie, which I worry like that. I don't know if you guys saw. Um, I think it's like the Emoji movie or oh, something. No, no, there's no. one called oh, Pixels. Um, where there's a big Pixels. Pixels yeah, is one thing yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I think one. like that's not a great film. And I have a funny feeling that a Pac Man movie. I think people would look at that and say, oh pixels like that's where we need that's the yeah. kind of vibe we need for pac-man and i'm like i don't oh, just don't see it i don't sure, see this it. is a bit off topic but as far as adaptations go does ready player one count it's, oh that's a great i was thinking that for like free guy as well yeah like, so i like, so i mean i have no problem talking about them but from a adaptation perspective ready player one was a book not a video game although there's huge amounts of video, video game, game reference. references in it yeah. it's okay. not based off a video game Fair. same with yeah. free guy is that free, what is it free guy yeah. i think so yeah, with ryan reynolds one. yeah, yeah. And I think that one, again, is that's a movie with lots of nods to video game stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they'd be considered adaptations. Uh, TV shows, we've got The Last of Us. We kind of already discussed that. I am pumped for that. I Absolute think, that's, I think that's yeah. going to be great. I think it's going to be kind of like, I hope, I think it's got the potential to be the zombie apocalypse movie to beat them all. Like, I mean, I love mm-hmm. that world that they've created. I love the, the fact that it's just like this fungal disease and everything. I think yeah. it's very... They're looking like they're going very true to the like source with the with like the tickers and stuff. Because yeah. like I thought they'd might move away from that to keep it more like traditional zombie or whatever. But I think but no. like they'd be fools to do it because it looks so good as, yeah, it, as really it is. Do you know what I mean? And they're, they're quite original ideas as well, mm-hmm. which I think the whole genre of like kind of zombie apocalypse stuff needs a bit of refreshment in terms yeah. of different uh, different look uh, there's a castlevania spin-off series chris on its way potentially oh yeah really? okay uh mass effect uh, oh, nice. tv to tv shows now oh. mass effect tv show kind of be like i'd like a star trek a stargate scenario for mass effect i'd be into that like yeah. you know could be quite good the world building the lore that's in mass effect is huge that could be massive that could be great uh there's a final fantasy 14 tv show don't really think that's needed uh and then the interesting ones horizon and god of war based off their recent successes as exclusive ips for playstation do i think these are actually happening i don't think those are there's been a lot of talk there so they're not uh, they're not in a status unknown there to be announced in terms of their release dates and progress and stuff like that so i'm fairly confident they will be made idea i think they should keep the story with within the game series yeah i don't think they should and i think you know i it's one of those things whereby I would have said that about The Last of Us a long time ago. I was like, no, nah, don't make this into a mm-hmm. film. But seeing the trailer, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm into this. They could do it. And I wonder if it's a, if a God of War. See, the problem with God of War and Horizon is they're very, um, obviously, Last of Us is a, is a fictitious world as well. But it's a fictitious world based in some kind of recent mm-hmm. reality. Whereas these ones are like God of War and Horizon could be yeah, very hard to pull off. It. Yeah. And I think by making a spinoff series, it's just going to dilute the creative material for the games yeah i think it's a bad idea so we'll see that'll be to be to be confirmed in fairness though i've never played any of them so maybe this is a way i can enjoy it yeah Yeah. maybe this is a way i can enjoy it too so before we finish up i thought a fun question to ask you guys would Mm be we've kind of talked a lot about adaptations out there i think the general consensus is they're getting better which is good 
and I would like to see more of them providing they're done well. Like there's a lot in that list that we just read out there that I'm like, ooh, like Death Stranding, that could be bad. Metal Gear Solid, that could be really bad. Um, and I'm worried that we kind of, we're kind of hitting this 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 point on the graph from like we've created really really good stuff. Let's maybe count our blessings and you really think about this before we go further. But I think there could be so much stuff that it could saturate and maybe we could go back to our Resident Evil Annihilation on four percent Rotten Tomato level. Hopefully I'm wrong. But we'll see by the last of us. I think if, if the standard can be kept at that kind of level, we could be in for like a fun two years of just nothing but video game adaptations. But if you guys could have any video game that you love adapted into a movie or TV show, what would it be? Kevin, I'm going to hit you first. Um, yeah, I was thinking about a couple like that. I know they'd make good, but they'd, they'd have to be done right like the last of us style that you yeah. were just saying there like uh red dead redemption would that's ha- on my list it, would, it's on my it list. would have to it yeah. would have to be good a western like a, a yeah. western tv show like we know like 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 yeah like that idea is like tried and tested and then like you've got this like affiliation to all these characters that you love yeah. and like they could like, it doesn't matter which one they do one or two if they want to start with john marston or arthur morgan i don't care like but it's just going to be that would be epic but again yeah. like how many epic like how long was it to play Red Dead so Redemption i think like, but it was like the, 40 hours there's a game huge amount when you take the, the the normal narrative from the red dead games there's a mm-hmm. huge amount of filler like side quests and whatever yeah. else i think the main storyline like especially in red dead redemption mm-hmm. um it's or like red dead redemption 2 the second one, that's as a narrative piece it's one of my favorite games narratively ever of all time like yeah. that storyline um being that character Arthur Morgan who's probably one of my favorite video game characters of all time ever mm-hmm. as well because there's so much depth to him I think they'd be perfect and I'd almost I'd almost love for the original voice actors to play yeah. their characters yeah. because the voice acting in that game was, was so so good and Red it's Dead, so distinct nice. as well you know yeah. you'd really just associate it with them like you know who's talking straight away if they're off camera I just and love it and westerns like you know Westworld was hugely successful although mm-hmm. it was a bit of a, a weird spin on westerns but man or like I'm big into westerns western films I'd love this really long Red Dead Redemption yeah, I think it would work perfectly. TV show. And I think there's another like quick one, which I think is like, uh, it, it would just be another perfect recipe for TV show. Do you remember The Getaway? Yes. On the P- oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that as a show? Like East, like, or like Inner London gangster show. Yeah, it'd be great. And it could very well be, you look at a lot of the shows that are out today, that wouldn't be, like, that's not off the realms of possibility at all. Oh, it's, no, it's, no, very, oh. it's very in line with what's going on. Yeah regularly on tv yeah yeah it'd be super popular and like i just that's just one of those games i just wanted to see more of i've been like i always google like is there a third one coming anytime soon it's just i need to see more from the getaway that'd be good i like that one chris what about you any particular game you'd love to see as a tv show or a film uh well i'm a huge fan of the cyberpunk genre and i'm not talking about just the video game itself but like the whole fantasy that william gibson built with neuromancer so i'd like to see that explored a lot more in even just miniseries like Edge Runners. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another one I would love to see. Uh, probably just a, a miniseries, comedy style, um, kind of like a Squid Game version of Portal. Nice. Just nice. Have a bunch of test nice. subjects on each episode trying to get through the portal. Yeah. And just that like would be amazing. With, with that style of humor, that could be like, as you said, like that could Absolutely. be a comedy show. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Some guy freaking out, like, where's the fucking gay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get like <laughs> Stephen Merchant back yeah. to narrate. That's him in the original, or in Portal 2, isn't it? Stephen Merchant. I yeah, think I think so. he's the voice. I could double check that one. Yeah, if we're wrong, uh, email us also at the gift of gaming podcast at gmail.com. That's all we have. Uh, that's all we have. I don't have any other. Uh, social media still i'm working on that i'm sorry um so that would be your thing like a portal portal type Anything yeah else? i would love to st- uh, it would be fun it would it would, just be, would be good. it would just like cake 
Just a single serving, just a little sweetness <laughs> just, just here. Like, yeah. So Ooh. on my list of ones I'd like to see, Red Dead Redemption was my top. This other one is kind of more of a, I think it would be bad if it was done, but I'd love to see it because I love the series so much. I would love a CGI full film of Kingdom Hearts doing the Keyblade Wars. So like the pre-stuff to the first Kingdom Hearts game, because there are so many games like mobile phone games, games in the DS, like everything to do with that lore which is vitally important for the series as a whole is so spread out on so many different devices that it's impossible to kind of collate everything and say this is a legitimate so i'd, lo- I'd love a t te- i'd love a movie that's like this is what happened and this is why this exists and this is why sora gets the keyblade you know 20 years later i just i love that so I, much i think that's actually more possible now than ever when it comes to like uh streaming service exclusives yeah. I think that's right up Disney Plus's alley. I oh, mean, could they, you could you like and think of it like I mean I'm not this wouldn't be a Donald and Goofy sort. I'd I'd prefer the pre stuff, but that's only because I love the idea of the Keyblade yeah, Wars. Yeah, the only way it would get greenlit is if Disney was like it's on our platform. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, imagine like you could have because in the old stuff in the Keyblade Wars, Mickey Mouse plays a fairly heavy, and I'd love that. Like, oh, you know, I'll we'll save the Keyblade. I'd, I'd love that. That'd be so amazing. Like, give me that. So that'd be my that'd be my my absolute dream thing a cgi full film of the keyblade wars and for our listeners if you can think of anything else that would be better adapted to tv or films be sure to email us at the gifted gaming podcast at gmail.com chris kev guys it's been great thanks a million for that uh what would be the next movie you're going to watch after listening to that is there anything that you're going to go home and say hey i have to watch that because i'm just going to go home and watch advent children that's all i'm going to (laughs) do uh nothing tonight i would have to listen to the episode back and just See, see, what, see what tickles you your fancy. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think I need to start picking up Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, think absolutely. this is going to have to jump I to the top of my list. You yeah. Watch that for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us to our listeners. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Keep gaming. Peace out. See you. Bye.